Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. We are recording today from Healing Interactive Massage Therapy. They specialize in lymphatic therapy and cupping massage. It is honestly like the most relaxing thing you'll ever do. It's great. Um, You can visit their website at healinginteractive.com for more information, but believe me when I say it's like legit the best thing ever. Um, They've been gracious enough to let us record in their office space on their off days. Um, So yeah, give a big shout out and a thanks to them for allowing us the space to do this podcast. On with the show. Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with my friend Ashley today. Hi. And we are going to be talking about, I should say, season one of Loki. Yes. Uh, Haven't had to do that yet. This is just season one of Loki. Uh, while we're doing it, we are drinking um, some fresh Coast coffee. I just picked it up on Thursday. So I can count three days ago. <laughs> it's been a long day, so I need to drink more coffee. Yes. But um, yeah, is this your first time having Coast? Um, it's not your first time. It's not. Because I made it for you. That's right. I was like, yes. I think that's, I think I've had this before and it's just as good right now. So yeah, that was probably two years ago. Yeah. 2019. Yes. Yeah. Two years ago. Ugh, gross. Wow. Right. It's been such a weird two years that like, that doesn't feel like that was two years 2020 ago. 2020 is the forgotten year. It is. That's what I've been telling everyone because people will tell you a story and they'll be like, oh, yeah, that was, like, last year. And then you realize they're talking about 2019. Absolutely. And it's 2020 is the forgotten year. It freaks me out to think that we're closer to 2022 than we are to 2019. I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> I don't like it thinking about it. I don't it. either. Uh, but, yeah, we met doing the 48-Hour Film Festival yes. in 2019 here in Nashville. We were both on uh, – everyone who listens knows Megan Brooks. We were on her team. And I – just like gave a passing comment at church one day when she was telling me about it and i was like well if you need coffee i'll like i can do it you provided man and she jumped on she's like yes it was that what i okay so just really quick i had never done something like that before and i didn't i when i like you show up with all this coffee stuff i'm like is it normal to have your own barista on a 48 hour film set and everyone's like no but i was like I mean, because you had, like, a legit setup, yeah. and you were, like, grinding and then pour over. And I was like, and trust me, we needed it because by about day two, none of us had slept, and coffee is the only thing yeah. that gets you through that weekend, honestly. So you yeah. provided. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, and then I ended up being a grip for a while. Mm-hmm. It was quite fun. You were, yeah, you were super helpful that weekend, like, yeah. and that's why we're still friends because I was like, you know what? I, I keep in touch with the people I know who are doing the rest. You know, like, I keep in touch with the people I can tell are working hard. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I know. And I think we just bonded on our mutual love for a lot of different films. Yes. We also bonded on the... Being in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, the Mandela effect. Yes. You and I talked about that for such a long... I still think about that conversation. Yeah. And it still freaks me out to think about. <laughs> Have you... Did I... 
Did I talk to you about the conspiracy theory around that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We went through the whole Tumblr, Tumblr yes. thread. <laughs> I still bring it up. I couldn't remember when I discovered that. And I think it was like roughly right before that. Really? Because I was so like, I can't believe I just found this. Mm-hmm. And now I like I talk about it all the time. I mean. I live with a guy who likes to play devil's advocate with conspiracy theories. Sure. So it's my favorite one to pull out and just be like, look it's- at this. After, well, I will say, after 2020, I try to, like, avoid some conspiracy <laughs> theories, but the Mandela effect is one that I always, I'm like, listen, there is something there, and honestly, it could tie into our conversation later. I'll, I'll bring it up later. Honestly. Yes, honestly. It, oh, my gosh. It so will. It, <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. Yes. It so will. Uh, so, back to the coffee. It's really good. It's Coast Coffee. Going to be really short about this because I feel like I talk about it all the time. Uh, listeners, if you for some reason haven't tried this best coffee yet, you can go to coastcoffeeroasters.me, M-E, and then at checkout, you can use the code moviesandmochas2020 at, uh, to get 20% off, and they do bags of coffee, cold brew, coffee soda shots, face masks, the whole, whole nine yards. I gotta try their cold brew. I don't think I realized they had cold brew. I don't know if Charlie has it in stock yet, but okay. I know for a while he was bottling and selling his own. Okay. Um... But it's still on the website, but I don't know if it has the sold out sticker on it okay. yet or not. Cool. Uh, but at least you should try the coffee soda shots because they're my favorite thing. Interesting. If I wasn't doing keto, I would buy it and then use it honestly while I'm doing podcasts because <laughs> there is so much more caffeine. But uh, yeah, I'm on keto, so no soda. Mm, fair, fair. So, Coffee's a good, you know, coffee is the... Honestly, the water that I need in life, like, honestly, I feel like coffee is more like water for me. So I would be okay to give up soda if I was still allowed to drink coffee. So, yeah, coffee is water to creatives. <laughs> it is absolutely, it is the love language of creatives. It, well, and if I honestly say that coffee is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, but that's just me. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it doesn't always that joke does not always go well in some circle <laughs> blessed are those who have coffee beans right <laughs> um all right so loki mm, so ready for this conversation it was season one i need to refer it to as season one uh Ju- it was released june 9th through july 14th kate heron directed it tom hiddleston o- owen wilson sophia DiMartino, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, Wonmi, Wonmi, Mosaku, all start in it, and so many more people. Yeah, good cast. It was a great great cast. cast. Um, Yeah, I will say, I feel like I have to preface this conversation with saying I was excited for the show, but I'm not like a, I'm not a, big intense fan of loki okay i like tom hiddleston oh yeah and so who doesn't and so <laughs> i was like but like my sister was huge and like she loved she's loki. one of the loki girls yes okay. and i was never like that i'm okay. like okay but i think it's like i'm the older sister and she was the younger one so i feel like she almost related <laughs> oh my god like especially like in thor ragnarok every time i watch thor ragnarok i'm like i'm thor she's loki oh my gosh i love that it's very accurate like anytime they're bickering very accurate the like get help scene oh my gosh get help or when thor's like in the seat and sees loki and loki's like what are you doing here he's like what are you doing here like gotta help me no i don't know you like that oh man that's exactly us yes yeah and so 
I think that also probably played into it of like a little brother bit like kind of like oldest youngest sibling kind of deal uh but she was like yeah one of the big fans and I was just like yeah good character yeah (laughs) and so with that I was excited to see what they were gonna do with the show but I wasn't like yes you weren't on like I feel like I know a lot of people who were over the top excited for the show right I mean to and listen I am a very big Marvel fan I don't think anyone who knows me personally would be surprised (laughs) to hear that but for people who don't know me I'm a very big Marvel fan you're wearing Black Widow earrings yes I was going to wear my Loki earrings, but I made them myself, so the uh, cuff broke off, and I had mm. to refix it. Anyway. The first time, you when you walked in, I thought you were wearing one of each. I... Because the uh, way the one was turned, yeah. I was like, oh, Black Widow and Loki. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Maybe I should make something like that. I make a lot of Marvel earrings. Um, but anyway, I have always been such a Marvel fan that... Uh, while I was excited for Loki, it was insane to see some people like come out of the woodwork about it because there is this like cult following amongst a lot of Marvel fans who are obsessed. And it's a lot of women. Oh, there yeah. are some guys though. I know a lot of guys who are like that's like their favorite character and they were more excited about that than anything else coming out. And I was like, "Oh, okay. well, it's a mix of looks and just character." Oh, and you know, and, and Tom Hiddleston plays Loki the way that I truly so don't good. know anyone else who could play that role no which is ironic considering this show <laughs> but anyway considering they have how many people right play the character <laughs> but it's yeah the show was um not something it, i was way more excited for wandavision um and i was excited for loki but i i didn't know what to expect and so i think like going into the show i had like lower expectations just because I wasn't sure yeah. what to think of it so mine I was most excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier okay yeah that was my favorite because I love the chemistry between Sam and Bucky and I'm not and you've listened to this so you know I'm not the biggest Captain America fan sure for reasons we don't need to get into right <laughs> but uh nothing against Chris Evans it was like more of writing and directing choice and editing choices that chose me to not yeah like him but um, I loved the chemistry of them. And recently I've fallen in love with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as a movie. Yeah. And, like, the whole idea of it being the political thriller. Right. Because that's more my style of stuff is I love the political thriller action kind of things. So I was like, man, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be a TV show all about that with two of the best characters with chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's the one that I was really excited for. I was excited for this one. I didn't watch it all as it was released. I just got so... The summer's been so busy mm-hmm. that I just didn't watch it. Um, and part of me is glad I did. I waited because, let's be honest, it was a very slow-moving show. It was. It was I. It was, And I know that I would have... It would have annoyed me out of my mind to have no information every week. Yeah. Until the final two. I I definitely agree because I was so I've watched every single Marvel show as it comes out mm-hmm. and I'm the crazy person who watches it at 6 a.m. Oh yeah I did that for the others <laughs> but I just got sometime between Falcon and the Winter Soldier ending and Loki starting was really kind of when I started working more hours like outside and yeah two jo- like my life just got really busy sure so by the time I got back home on Wednesdays like I was waking up not I was already waking up too early that I was like, I don't have time to watch it. 
by the time I get home, I'm like, I'm so tired. I just want to, like, turn the office on and not think. Yeah, for sure. You know? And so I didn't watch it. Uh, part of me is glad because, again, it's very slow moving. And even as I was binge watching it, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't wait. Yeah. Because I would have gone crazy. But I feel like my expectations, the hype was rising. Because people were telling you about it. Yeah, well, just like people were like, it's the best show ever. It's the best show ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the best thing yet. Like, and yeah. So then I, I have like, not high personal expectations, but that hype was really high for sure. And I don't think it met it. Okay. I don't I mean, think I as think a whole. Valid. As a whole, I don't think it met the hype. Yeah, I think I'll save my point on that when we talk yeah. to you about the ending. But the ending was good. Yeah. As a show, as a whole. Yeah. Episodes one through six, I don't think it met the hype. Yeah. I think what... uh, Because people were like episode two, and they're like, this is the best show ever. I'm like, really? I was skeptical halfway through the show about what direction they were going, because I knew there was only going to be six episodes. And so as I was going through the show, I was surprised by, like you said, the slowness. But I think they did a good job wrapping it up. But yeah, it definitely... It didn't have... It did not have the same feeling that WandaVision did for me every week because you ended WandaVision watching that like stand, please stand by and screaming at the TV. I know I I like <laughs> I can't tell you how came I how close I came to throwing the remote at my TV Absolutely. at one point when Agatha all along ended and then oh, it was just please stand by I was so furious that I'm like I felt like that every episode yeah and every episode but that was the one I was most I was just like yeah because even Ugh. Falcon and Winter Soldier like there was stuff but it wasn't the like huge cliffhangers except for episode four right episode yes. four i was like that one put me yeah we don't need to I get cussed, into that i mean and i don't cuss <laughs> uh yeah actually i think i did too and i, I was at like a friend's yeah. house it was like a church friend's house <laughs> and i was like sorry guys <laughs> but no loki not it wasn't i don't feel like loki had that kind of cliffhanger until halfway through the show and so it definitely was a slower moving show but yeah i'd say the end of episode four again yes that seems to be the recurring theme with all of them yeah that's when it started heating up in wandavision too because you were like oh cute little sitcom and now whoa yeah because episode four was the one where they're back in real time mcu Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. with agent woo and you kind of see what happens after everyone comes back that was episode four yeah whoa okay marvel yeah we we know your game we see your pattern I'll, yes we see your pattern again when we it. talk about the ending there's another parallel i'll connect but um Ooh. yeah let's get into these episodes because there's like what six of them yes okay uh for speaking of parallels episode one well first we have endgame which was just i know it was the good parts of endgame too it and was it like the me... happy part <laughs> yeah and then the, the one happy part in that whole movie um which i have my own beefs with that i try not to talk about on air <laughs> uh but then we get to the desert yeah. And it is this exact shot from Iron Man. Exactly. I paused. Yeah. Because I, I know I watched Loki. I was at summer camp when it com- came out. So I didn't watch Loki until like four days after it came out, like after it premiered. Yeah. Um, when I got back home from summer camp. And I remember pausing it and just app- I was like, I have to appreciate this moment because it is literally Iron Man. Like I just love this moment yeah it was a great parallel and it felt um 
indicative of where they were going you know it led you on uh-huh. because you know all the rumors were like oh this is going to be him jumping through timelines absolutely and him going through history and all that kind of stuff right and they kind of kept that and they like, edited the trailers like yes that. oh yeah very much so and so i'm like this is where it starts they're gonna like and because you know there were theories driving running around that like oh it's gonna be loki going through the mcu yeah and that he's jumping, messing things jumping up. a little head that shot of them in the void they're like look that's avengers tower this is what's gonna happen if loki took over new york and all these kind of theories were popping around and so i'm like episode one they're starting with iron man yeah i like saw that shot and i was like it's gonna pan over and you're gonna see tony walking through the desert yeah and it's gonna be so great and it's not <laughs> and like literally immediately he's taken to the tva yes. and it you're like what is this i know and that okay so that first episode really i think i just kind of sat with my mouth open for a lot of it because i was trying to wrap my mind around what they were doing and um knowing so knowing where this phases going I had a lot of preconceived ideas about what happened because I was like okay we know with like WandaVision she's gonna be in the Doctor Strange movie right well with him Loki I was like he could be or he could not be and so I was thinking like you said he was gonna be jumping all around and that was gonna cause mayhem and Doctor Strange is gonna have to fix it and when they immediately take him in I was like what what's going on yes and the whole like bureaucratic 1960s feel Man. that that TVA had, I was immediately like, this is sketch. Like, this is oh, yeah. not, this is weird. And I thought Owen Wilson's character was going to be a villain. Really? I did. I don't know why, because in the comics, that character is complex. But like, I think when I saw some of the way they set up the trailers and even with that first episode, I was like, oh, this guy cannot be trusted, which is funny to say now because he's the only one like I like want to hug him so badly. But um, yeah, I had a lot of weird feelings. I thought the execution of the like Miss Minutes talking about the timekeepers was amazing. And that old timey video. Yes. It felt like watching those like stop, drop, and roll videos in like elementary school, and I was like, "What's going on?" Or a uh, uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Yes, it was yes. Schoolhouse Rock yeah. for the TVA. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And it was like the and uh, I mean, of course, the voice actor who voices that she's like an iconic yes. ca- cartoon actress, yes. and so that was a cool callback. But um, and then I feel like that in that room. Yeah. You have the stanchions first off and that room of just like they take a number. Oh, I laughed so hard when he was like, Take a number and Loki just looked at that guy like, I am the god of mischief. You do not get to talk to me like that. And I just I loved that whole interaction because he sees someone get obliterated the minute he and I was like, <laughs> and he starts that he's like I have a number. Oh a number. my gosh. I Tom Hiddleston in so that good. entire part. He, I don't know, his acting chops were yeah. unbelievable in this series. Right. Well, and even before they get to that room, you know, you have that whole thing of he's, he comes out in his Asgardian wear, and they shove him in to the, like, yes. almost like an elevator. Yes. They just obliterate everything. First off, he is jacked. Um. Yeah. I definitely know that it was directed by a female because I was like, you knew what you were doing. You said, okay, the female gaze is going to be watching this show. Between that and then I feel like in every Marvel movie, there's one shot of just the bare chest. Yes. Like, in, yeah. in literally every show. And it's funny because Loki was not that 
character. No. But I think because of the fan base, they, you know. Well, that and, like, the idea of stripping down everything, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's kind of what episode one does. Yes. They just strip him down. Mm -hmm. So why not start with physically being, like, you're going to take off everything that you hold as your identity. Yeah. It was a very, I think, uh, and then, of course, the jumpsuit just, like, felt almost like a prison jumpsuit. Jumpsuit signing to confirm everything you've said. Oh, my gosh, and yeah. And paper printing. And that was a funny bit. But, I mean, and the concept of, like, the can robot. you confirm that this is everything you've ever said? I, I am the kind of person who reads everything before I sign. I was like, I would be stressed out by that. Yeah. And then... Uh, um, when he goes through like the metal detector that's like can you confirm if oh, you're that was hilarious. a robot or not <laughs> I uh, saw a side by side meme with uh, that episode of WandaVision where it's Vision but in his uh, office when he's like in human form and he's like staring at the computer all confused um, but someone replaced that with a are you a robot <laughs> like that like classic thing you have to check yes, online and I've seen that but, like, paired next to, like, Loki saying, well, what if I was a robot? And I just didn't know about it. Like, I that pairing, like, killed me because of how funny, like, just the parallel and just how oh, yeah. it was like, is Vision a robot? Oh, yeah. But is he also, he has a soul. You know, anyway, it just was the funny. The whole thing. Yes. Um, yeah, so then we get to that stanchion room to take a ticket. Yes. And it's just very, I think it's almost, like, meant to just drive you crazy. Absolutely. Like, as, as a... Not as a viewer, but, like, as a person in there. Like, you know, you're put through that whole thing, and then you're told to go and do this. Yeah. Um, And then into the courtroom. Yeah. And, again, the courtroom, I mean, definitely a little more... Uh, it has a lot... It's a little more decorated and a little more sculpt- sculpted, but it reminds me a lot of, like, like, a Midwestern courtroom, because I've done, like, some video shoots in courtrooms back in college, and the, like, that color of wood and the, like, old, like, almost pew-looking things, like, it just feels like something out of time, like, out of, which is funny, out of time. Like, it feels like something taken yeah. from another era, and Which, I, let's be honest, the Midwest is true. taken out of time. Been stuck in the 70s. <laughs> but I think, like, that... And what's Marvel's... Ex- current like recent uh obsession with the midwest and ohio i know right i when ohio was such a big deal in black widow i was kind of like okay and i feel I represented like, i was making so many jokes to megan like about things yeah like, but she's like i want to stay in ohio i was like first time that's ever been said right literally and i was like <laughs> i can confirm that that's the fridge that my dad had up until like three years ago yeah seriously <laughs> and then at the end when uh julia lee dreyfus is just sorry i'm allergic to midwest i was like truth I was just making so many. Especially the pollen up there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's right. It's real. <laughs> it's real. Um, and then here being Fremont, which we learn about later. Like yeah. Fremont, Ohio. I was like, why? Yeah. They're like, like I used we... to go to Fremont for like band competitions. Like what? They're this like, we're so in New weird. York City too much in this MCU. We need to go somewhere else. Like, just go to Ohio. Right. And they're like, Ohio seems really boring. Let's highlight that. <laughs> that That is something I've noticed in film is like, win big shots from LA or New York. Well, and uh what was it? That Netflix film that Tom Holland was in, uh Devil All the Time? Yes. That's it's based in Ohio, right? Yes. I haven't seen it, it's but it's good. Like, it's good. It's a uh, visceral. That's the word I would use. Yeah. Um but it's good. Yeah. I know it's funny because I'm like so these big wigs in like Hollywood, you know, 
are like, we haven't explored the other parts of the country. What's what's a place where the real American lives? And they're like, Ohio, <laughs> you know? Ohio and Indiana. Like, <laughs> yeah. the judge was based in Indiana. Well, in, like, Stranger like, Things. Yep. Um, I'm from Southern Illinois, and whenever in the, like, third season of Stranger Things, when a 618 number calls, I, like, lose my mind because that's my area code. I was like, ah, representation. And everyone's like, okay, it's a phone number. I was like, but you don't understand. That's where I'm from. That's my number. <laughs> when you're from the middle of nowhere, yeah, it it feels good to be represented. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Impractical Jokers last season shouted out Lima, Ohio. Mm which is 30 minutes from me. Like, I, that was, wow. like, the closest city. Oh, was wow. Lima. They pronounced it wrong. They said Lima, Ohio. <laughs> and, I like, I actually tweeted them and said, you pronounced it wrong. I never got a reply. As but, you should, though. Yeah. I was like, guys, come on. Do your research. I'm sure I tweeted about that Stranger Things yeah. thing. I definitely was over the top about it. Yeah. But back to Loki. The courtroom really was – it was a cool – I so that first episode, I already knew, like I said, when they had this, like – 60s 70s era vibe i just was like okay i immediately started thinking okay the timekeepers are outdated okay the concept of this sacred timeline is outdated Mm -hmm. and as they start to reveal it you know you have um these two main t or i guess three uh tva workers we hunter b15 we have mobius and ravona who are all introduced within the first episode and you're just sort of realizing like it's a very like it's a bureaucratic institution and i well i'm talking about like like not like you didn't say out of time but like behind the times like Uh they're not catching anymore like look at owen wilson's outfit exactly it's like classic just old detective exactly and even the tva like hunters they had like a they had a weird looking suit it didn't look futuristic but it also didn't look old it just kind of looked timeless which is i think which is definitely a good uh way to say how everything feels but even like the tim pads which is how they use to travel through time that looks like something they would have used in the 80s when they were pretending they were in the future do you know what i mean like i just felt like what they imagine back to the future three would be like yes or back to the future two yes 2015 and i think like i just thought that was a really very poignant thing to pull out of like it felt like an undertone of a message that maybe this sacred timeline isn't really what it, it's supposed to be made you know like yeah. you started to already feel like the inky whole thing feelings. just was like something's not right exactly exactly you know, from the second you see the really cheesy video i'm like there's no, there's uh-huh. something wrong here. yep yeah like this can't be this is like a cult like this is not good yes i well even the fact that they use like files like physical paper files when they like pull out his yeah. i was like what's going on like tony stark would have like a hologram of like t- like loki's life and they're like opening up a like a paper and there's like a variant picture and i was like that looks like something from a 1970s courtroom drama or something yeah. like it it just was very out of time and such a good um execution on i i think honestly that execution on i guess it would be the art department um was art really department great and set deck right? yes and that Kinda was go hand to hand that was it was great it was really really solid so yeah what do you think about that thing of like is that peggy carter in the background i 
I don't look too deep into those things, mostly because it could be. Um, Just because, so I watched the first episode, and then I saw all that. And then went and then when I went back to rewatch the whole season, I just watched all like from all episode one. Yeah, I didn't even watch the Easter eggs. That was just like the main one that I remember seeing because okay. everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. And so the second time I watched episode one, I like actually looked and I was like, "Yeah, that looks like at least a double of Haley Atwell." Yeah, like it I, looks like Petty Carter in the blue dress from the end of Endgame. I think what. And this honestly could be its own podcast in some ways, uh, talking about the breakdown of wh- how the multiverse really operates. It it could be. And I think yeah. it could, but it may not be the one we know. Right. And I think that was something that this show introduced that just blew my mind. Um, even within the first episode, you you know, when he has that uh, moment where they talk about, oh, there's been lots of Loki variants, and they pop up those holograms. Oh, sorry. You're good. When they pop up those holograms of like different versions like of him, like a soccer player. Yeah, I was laughing so hard, but it, it was amazing to think like there are infinite, yeah, variants. There's an alligator. Yes, and I think like knowing that the one that we see on in this show is actually one we haven't is one we don't know. Like technically, yeah. the Loki in this show is not the Loki we know. Right. And I think that was a really cool concept. I thought um, the saddest part of that. Honestly, maybe the whole series is that scene where he's, like, watching his life. Oh, yeah. That is 100%, yeah, the the most, like, heart-wrenching part of the whole show. Because um, you first have Mobius just, like, calling him out on all of his crap. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude knows. <laughs> knows this guy. And is just like, listen, I know you, and nothing you say can deceive me anymore exactly and uh um then when he escapes and he realizes the infinity stones which also oh my that gosh. i was like wow what a slap in the so, face so for nothing the last 12 years have been for nothing <laughs> that what like, that it felt like a huge that was, slap in the face oh yeah that was that was that moment in a show where a guy gets slapped and then someone else comes up and slaps him again it wasn't even just one slap that was like multiple like you were just all right you see it and you see them touching it and yeah. nothing's happening it's like oh yeah they like and then paperweights yes first you see them touching them being like oh yeah these are just infinity stones like what how are you not like and then I'm like oh yeah we use them as paperweights like that's like just the second hit like wow so everything here but i think it's needed because then he realizes like this is because loki's all about power right you know because the more power you have the more control you have yeah and it's not even control of people as much as controlling his narrative. Absolutely. And letting people see what he wants to see. And so realizing that the TVA is truly the most powerful thing is like, I knew that they needed to do that, yeah. but they could have worded it differently <laughs> for us. So then we're back to watching everything. And yeah, it's so heart-wrenching first seeing his mom die, mm-hmm. seeing his reconcile and then father's death yeah. with his brother and seeing him like, that really has to affect you. Yeah. Because imagine watching your life and watching how you die. Well, and I think what is really, and we find this out throughout the series, that that is the sacred timelines version of Loki's story. Yeah. And so what he watched is what essentially, and as far as we know, the beginning of the series is essentially what the timekeepers are controlling. Mm -hmm. We later find out it's not obviously that, but that is like, that is what they have decided his role in the universe is. 
And seeing him realize that he is actually powerless is like a really hard thing to watch. And I, what I want to say about like Loki's desire for power is something that I, while I wasn't a Loki girl per se, I definitely had a soft spot for her, for him because I could tell that he was good on the like at some level i think as much yeah. as dark world is one of my least favorite mcu oh, films the whole movie is redeemed by that one scene where he like cloaks himself while he's grieving his mom yeah and that moment really points out that i think his him seeking power is because he was power was taken from him he feels like he will never measure up so he is looking for a way to measure up between that and even going back to the first Thor, you know, he's trying to grab the hammer and it's yeah. not coming out. And right. even at the very end when he's like, I did it for you. Like, yeah, and he's talking to his dad. Like, all, he's just he's always just wanted that validation. Yes. And he's just wanted people to like him, mm-hmm. not even love him, but just like him. <laughs> and in his head, it got convoluted to that. Like, if I have enough power, I can make people like me. Right. You know, and and like make people be around me. So I'm not alone, which we. Which is, man, just a... Absolutely. Oh, it's so... Like, yeah, that scene in a later episode just killed me. Yes. Um, But D.B. Cooper. Oh, my gosh. I I That was probably my favorite scene. Absolutely. Hands down. Whole episode, whole show. Really? The whole show? Probably. Okay. I... It just... Because there's no reason for it. <laughs> it's so funny. There's no reason for it. <laughs> other than, I think, in the trailers to throw people off about what the plot was about. Absolutely. Because that's where people are like, see, he's going through and messing up history. He's yeah, Dean Cooper. Yeah. And just, like, the fact that it was because he lost a bet. Yes. With Thor and Heimdall. I, and Heimdall was in on it. I like, think that's what's really fun about that is it also opens up. We know that both Thor and Loki are thousands of years old. Yes. And so all we know about them is approximately 10 years of their life. Yeah. And so the fact that there's probably thousands of years of them just, like, doing shenanigans together is just like because you know like that's why they have this rivalry is because they used to get in trouble together but thor would never get in trouble and loki would get the you know and so i love that he lost the bet and so he had to and i so db cooper is actually one of my like i have this like list of uh um crimes or like unsolved crimes that are like really bizarre that i've always loved and weirdly enough this is the second um, that have been mentioned in the MCU. My first one is Black Dahlia, which is mentioned in um, Far, from, Far home. from Home. When she said that, I was like, huh? Like, what? See, I had never heard of that one. I listened to a whole podcast show, like 10 episodes. It's the creepiest story. Of course, that character would love it. But it's, and so it's funny that like two uh, of my- what's, t- a, what's a brief summary of it? Okay, Black Dahlia. Oh my gosh. So essentially, it was a murder in like golden age of Hollywood. She was like a kind of like she looked like she was probably an actress, like or trying to be. They never identified her as essentially the case, but she was cut up. She was found disassembled on the street, like like a mom was walking her baby and sat and found like a torso. So why is it called the Black Dahlia murder? So because of the. I think there was a movie where the main character was called Black Dahlia and she had a similar um, structure facially, but that wasn't who it was. So I think it was more just that they named it after what 
movie she resembled and there's a lot a lot of theories i do believe there's a there's a good podcast out there it's like 10 episodes and the person who's most likely to have murdered the black dahlia um never faced any jail time but he sounds like he probably did it but it's just it it's so bizarre because of how no one identified her like we think it's this one girl that went missing who came who had just moved to LA from like the Midwest you know like just one of those stories but no one ever I, and I was like there is a woman who died whose family just never you know what I mean like it's yeah. just one of the most bizarre grotesque oh. murders 100% up MJ's alley absolutely that weird and the fact that the like necklace at the end of the movie is broken she's like I like it better I'm like you are weird <laughs> like but uh anyway so it's hilarious to me that two of my top 10 like unsolved murder or, or like crimes because like db cooper is up there it's a weird story oh it's so weird he like like it's now a sky dove out of a and disappeared yeah and money i it just is very smart it was so smart of them and that's why my it's hilarious favorite, my favorite part of that story is that when he passed the note to the uh lady um this, the uh, what are they called the flight attendant yeah they she thought he was just hitting on her yes and so thought it was just like his her his number and so she put it in her pocket and he had to be like no you need to read that right which is how it happened on the in in real life that's what I'm saying is that's what I love about uh-huh. like the real story right is stewardess yes the stewardess that's right when uh like in in real life she thought he was just hitting on her mm-hmm. and it took like two or three times to be like no you need to read that note because <laughs> I have a bomb. And the way he did it is so like Tom Hiddleston squab oh, where yeah, he like so lowers smooth. his glasses and he's like, you just like, I don't know. It's just funny too because um, I just, just knowing the entire relationship between um, Thor and Loki, like I can just see thousands of years of them doing stuff like that to each other, honestly. Like that could be its own TV show. That would be hilarious. Oh my god. Would definitely watch that show. And you know that both Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston would love it. Oh, Tom Hiddleston, absolutely. He loves what he does. It's but amazing. I guarantee like Chris Hemsworth, like just the two of them, I guarantee they would love like doing a show like that. Oh, where yeah. they just get a goof off. Absolutely. It would be their version of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. <laughs> That's what it would be. Yes. Um yeah, that would be so funny if they would do something like that. Um, yeah, so that's basically, like, episode one. Right. Wow. I mean, like, you have, like, a little bit of that hand-to-hand between B-15 and Loki, which is really good. Yes. Um, and then at the end, you discover that the variant that they're hunting is a Loki. Yes. Which is a great way to end this episode. It was a good ending of the episode. And I will tell you, right now, the minute I saw that like scene at the end with the hooded figure i immediately thought this is not a loki we know that's it for this week guys thanks for listening and if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list let us know what you want us to talk about you can also find us on instagram facebook and twitter just look for the movies and mochas podcast have a great day guys